Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. Jake Marsing alongside. Holy cow, look who's back. Back again. Ryan's I, back. Yeah. But, uh, Tell a friend. Yeah, so I had just uh, some other things going on this week, but I'm back now because I really wanted to he just was, he depress myself. He was searching the Alaskan wilderness, studying the mating <laughs> habits of small feral yes, reindeer. Yes, and I found some hallucinogenic berries, uh-huh. and uh-huh. while I was tripping, the Broncos lost to the Chargers, the one in four Chargers. <laughs> Um, and so I'm really excited <laughs> that, that, that vision is out of the way and we yeah. can actually... Well, this uh, is the, the Broncos Blitz for October 14th, 2016. We did not get one yesterday because we had the game preview go up. Mm-hmm. So you can listen to that and listen to how wrong I was. <laughs> actually, I was right on a lot of things. I picked the, the, the Chargers to win that game, and they did. You jinx. I know. Um, so let's go ahead and dive deep into this ball game, Ryan. <sighs> 21 13, the Denver Broncos fall to the San Diego Superchargers. Uh, general takeaways, and then we'll dive in a little bit deeper. I felt like the Atlanta game. It, you know, I think a lot of people came away thinking like, oh, it was Paxton and he was struggling, but once Trevor gets back in, we'll get back to what we saw against Cincinnati. Yeah. And now it's just, I, it reminds me of kind of 2008 when teams figured out that team. Uh, you know, it, it, whether it's, I think it's just the offense. I think it's still struggling. I think it's just the run game that they are trying to get going. But I don't, it just won't. And if and then it just, everything stops. They get all in their heads about it and they get into third and eights and then just stuff happens and you're down 17 to three. Yeah. Look, I, I think the big takeaway for me was, and, and we talked about this off mic a little bit, that when the Broncos aren't able to establish the run, then they're going to lose football games. Yeah. Because the entire Kubiak offensive scheme, even right. when Gary's not there, is entirely dependent on misdirection, play action, and getting guys open, mostly through trickery. When that isn't available to them, they're going to struggle. And that's yeah. what we've seen two weeks in a row. When they haven't been able to establish the football, things have gone Wrong. Now, why aren't they able to establish the run? It has to do mostly with your offensive line play. Yeah. Nobody on that offensive line had a good night last night. No, no one. Everyone had a holding penalty, and we'll get, I'm sure we'll get into penalties later, but it, you know, and, and maybe we were a little overzealous thinking, oh, with Stevenson coming back, we'll get back to what we saw week one. It just, it's not there right now. And I i just wonder if it's, you just keep plugging away or you yeah. got to make some type of change, whether it was even at the running back position where CJ looked like he was struggling, but when Devontae came in, it just it just seemed a little different. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I'm going to guess they're going to keep trying to run the ball. Here's the thing about CJ Anderson that, that's fascinating to me. I think he is a much better running back when he's your backup. And let me explain why. Because when CJ has a chip on his shoulder, when he has somebody breathing... Like, you saw it on that last touchdown that was called back because of the holding penalty. Mm-hmm. When he has somebody on his back, sniffing down his neck, when he has somebody he has to compete with, and when he's got a chip on his shoulder, there might not be very many running backs in the NFL who are better. Mm-hmm. But when he's told he's the guy and that there's nothing really to worry about... I've seen him struggle. He had a great week one, and he's struggled since then. Absolutely. What do you think about that? You, you, it, you make a good point. Uh, people forget that Ronnie Hillman actually started a lot of the games last year, and yeah. then they brought CJ in. Ronnie was the leading rusher on the team last year, statistically. 
And so, yeah, maybe CJ just needs that fire lit under him. Or rather than trying to go with your bruising back and then go to your change-up back, maybe start with your change-up back and then go to your bruising back for, you know, the end of the game when you're trying to run clock. But uh, something has to change, and maybe you just change that. But you, I think you make a great point. I think CJ just... It just, there's something not there right now, and I don't know what it is. Well, it doesn't help when you're right tackle, no yeah. matter who's playing. I mean, yeah, I'm not putting a, all the blame on CJ. Been a Sorry, yeah. style. Uh, Ty Sambrilo last night inactive. Donald Stevenson back for the Broncos at right tackle. Okung on the left side. Schofield at right guard. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a good night on the offensive line. Stevenson in particular. Okung did not have a great night. And then obviously he's taken to the hospital after the game with what we're told is concussion-like yep. symptoms. Um, no way to be sure exactly whether he's going to be available next week. Right. My money would say, though... That there's a chance Ty Sam Barilo could be your starting left tackle next week. Well, let's all breathe a sigh of relief that there's at least 10 days before that decision yeah. needs to be made. Yeah. Um, but, but again, I mean, like, would Ty Sam Barilo at left tackle really made that much worse? You know, it I was think Ty, just... Ty's pretty good left tackle. So, I mean, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think he could be worse than what we saw last night from the offensive line play. I... Like the, who called him out? What was it in, in 2014 against right before the Dolphins game? Was it Schlereth on ESPN yeah. that called him out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schlereth, call him out again. All right, they they started playing real real good after that. So let's just it just seems like they're uninterested in blocking. So the Broncos, the the running game clearly I think is where it all starts. An inability to to run the football sets up everything else in that mm-hmm. offense. But let's talk about the receivers a little bit. Emmanuel Sanders plays tough but gets hurt with a hip injury. He's going to be probably day-to-day this week. We'll see if he's available on Monday night. Let's talk about Demarius Thomas. Oh, all right. Um, I love DT. I love DT as an athlete, as a guy. He's a really good guy to talk to. Um, Freaky player. Uh, But he's also a streaky player. Uh, He he doesn't necessarily... There's, there's something missing with him mentally in terms of his focus and his ability to, to play to contact. And I've really only seen it in the last couple of years where he's been like this, where he's had issues especially playing to contact. He does not want to get hit anymore. I think it comes down... I think DT just gets in his head immediately. And so he can't... If he drops a pass or it like just even like skips off his hand, I think he lets it get to him and then... You know, I, when DT has good games, they're, like, really good. But when he has bad games, they're really bad. It, it just seems like they snowball so easily for him. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, his fumble never really should have happened. If uh, uh, I believe it was Okung doesn't hold, CJ has a touchdown, and the Broncos are back in it. Uh, last night's fumble just seemed kind of like how that game was going last night, you yeah. know? Um, but it, certainly last year was, I, I think we can all agree, was DT's worst performance despite his pretty good numbers. Um, but he's been, I don't think he's been as bad as he was last year. I don't think he's yeah. dropped as many. Um, but it's just, you know, when he fumbles, when he does drop a pass, you get all those bad thoughts creeping back. I, I agree with you. I think he's a phenomenal talent. I think I think there is, a, there. I, I think you had a great point. I think there's some trait that is missing to where that could take him to the next level. Julio Jones, you know, Antonio Brown. It seems like he's just 
tier two or even tier one and a half. But yeah, you're right. Something isn't isn't there, and maybe it's just his. DT's a really laid back guy. He's very a, he's laid very back. laid back demeanor. Um, so maybe that's just what it is. And and you know if if he's that's not what you get. he's not the rabid animal of a Des right. Bryant or the yeah smooth competitor of an Antonio Brown. He's yeah. just kind of this laid back dude who happens to have these insane physical skills. He's the this Trevor crazy... Simeon of wide receivers. <laughs> nice and poised. Uh, let's talk about the defense real quick, and then we'll kind of wrap things cool. up. Um, I thought they were fine last night. Um, they're having issues, and it's happened two weeks in a row now, in the middle of the field, especially against tight ends and running backs coming out of the backfield. Uh, and that tells me that they need, A, better interior pressure. They miss Malik Jackson and the ability to get to pressure guys up the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Because the reason Von Miller has gotten so many sacks over the course of his career, well, not the reason. He, Von gets a lot of those on his own. But it helps to have interior pressure oh, yeah. to force quarterbacks out closer to the edge. When you don't have that and you're basically letting them sit in the pocket. Right. Because, uh, like we've talked about, the the level of a guy's drop, right? Yeah. The three, five, seven step drops. The farther back he goes, the easier exactly. it is for Vaughn and, and Shane Ray and those edge guys to get through. Mm-hmm. You need interior pressure to force guys farther back in the pocket to create more opportunities yeah. for your edge rushers. And they're not getting that right now. Yeah. And then in the second level of the defense, the last two weeks they have missed Danny Trevathan. Uh, or or a guy like that. Yes. Todd Davis is a nice player. Brandon Marshall is a good player. Neither of them are the cover linebacker that Danny Trevathan is. I think they are missing Justin Simmons. I think he was kind of the the rookie that the speedy safety that was supposed to you know maybe cover those and and or at least play back and let TJ and Darian Stewart you know yeah. step up and, and maybe take those guys. Um, but. Todd Davis needs to stop covering running backs. Like, I think that's just, uh, he's an athletic linebacker side to side. You know, if he's stopping the run, then put him in. But I just don't think he should cover anymore. Um, it, it, but at the same time, the defense starting the game is what worries me the most, is just the slow starts. But, uh, but yeah, they did they some of that still, last year, too. Yeah, but they, well... Troy Rank actually tweeted a great um, stat. Uh, through the first six games last year, zero first quarter points, and through the six games uh, this year, is that right? 41, Am I totally wrong on my assertion that they were? Good? Um, no, it, it's just it seems like they're either saving their effort for the second half or just need time to warm up. Um, but you look at it, and they stopped Philip Rivers in the Chargers, and they stopped him for what nineteen points? They were yeah. averaging thirty. And same with the Falcons. They were averaging, you know, 38, and they scored 23. So the defense has done their job. If you hold the team to around 20 points, if your offense can't score more than that, then, you know, yeah, it, that's – I don't know what else you could ask for from this defense, especially after last year. But, yes, they are, they're missing something in the middle, to get back to your point. And it shows up in the running game and with tight ends and running backs coming out of the backfield. And it's been a problem for them the last two weeks. I think it's going to continue to be a problem for them. They have some tough matchups in the next couple of games. Mm-hmm. They have to play these Chargers again at home in two weeks. Yep. And then you've got Lamar Miller and the Texans coming to town. Also Brock Osweiler. But At least the fans will be into that game. Yeah, and, we'll talk, <laughs> and, the, and the players will be into that game, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Trust me on that. Those guys are going to be they're going to be up for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly, let I want to talk about Joe D. Camillus. Okay. Um, and then we, we really will get out of here. 
Jody Camillus, I didn't get the chance to talk with you this week when all that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, put in a really tough position, and I think showed himself very, very well. Yes. Even though they didn't get the win, I think his game management, in large part, his ability that 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 pooch kick call yep. in the second half to kind of put it up, and, yeah. and that was brilliant. And the way he managed that game showed me that that guy has what it takes to be a head coach in the National Football League. Absolutely. The Broncos didn't get blown out, and, I mean, it technically came down to a Hail Mary at the end of the game. And so, uh, uh, yeah, on three weeks of preparation, or three weeks, three days of preparation. Two and a half, because you have to travel. Yeah, yeah, two and a half. You're right. And so you get that from, uh, and I'm not knocking... Joe D, but he's a special teams coach, so he's not really involved in, in you know offensive and defensive intricacies. Mm-hmm. So to get that from him and only lose by eight, I, yeah, Joe D showed that he is just what would they call him a player's coach? He yeah, really just and he is. You can see that even just during practice when he's doing and during our teams. and during his press conferences that he does yeah. every week. He's great every week there yeah. too. Joe's a great guy. I think he I think he's set up to be a head coach in this league before too long. The game management decisions he made mm-hmm. at the end kept them in it the, the the way he used timeouts in the second half I thought was brilliant yeah he didn't use timeouts when his offense was on the field he used them exclusively when their defense was on the yeah. field to try and get the ball back and it gave them the opportunity for that last second drive even though it fell up yeah. it, it fell short and besides the f- missed field goal I think special teams was one of the best aspects the Broncos played last night no no they were they were good on I think in that in that third phase for the most part mm-hmm. uh so big props to Joe D, his ability to, to work through really difficult circumstances. Looking forward to getting Gary Kubiak back mm-hmm. on Monday, hearing what he has to say. Ryan and I will be there at the UC Health Training Center Monday. I'm assuming you'll be able to yes, be there Monday. Yes, I will be there Monday. Great. So we will bring another one of these to you on Monday. We'll look back on the week that was in the NFL, get you updated on anything that we heard out at the UC Health Training Center. And uh, we'll be able to tell you just about any other big news that comes out of Dove Valley and Denver Broncos headquarters as they start their preparation for Brock Osweiler and the Houston Texans. Quickly, Ryan, early thoughts on that game. Here comes the defense. I will. That's what I'll say. Those guys are going to be up for this next game. Broncos country, don't be too worried. Your team is still 4-2 in a position to still lead the AFC West. They're a very talented football team. They've got their problems. There's no doubt about it. And we'll tell you what those problems are. But they also uh, have a lot of opportunities it to get better. It could be worse. It could, you could be... Uh, what's a really bad team? You could be the... Uh, the the Cleveland, Browns. Yeah, it could be the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, we couldn't even remember them. Yeah, that's how <laughs> bad they are. They're not even memorable bad. They're just awful. Yeah. All right, but for now and for everybody at 5280sportsnetwork.com, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. I'm Jake Marsing. This is 5280 Sports Network.